we go. Relax and recline episode six. Um, another, another great one for us here for me, the, in my relationship with this person, it's kind of back in the way back machine a little bit too. We both got our coaching careers off at the, at the same time, um, both after graduation at the same place for, for me, I was a graduate assistant for, for her. She was a head coach, um, which is kind of awesome. And she, she kind of talks about that on this interview, but she does a great job and, and up to some cool things now. Um, so here we go with, uh, Sam Shomo who's the, the head volleyball coach at West England university. Uh, hope you enjoy. And here we are with Sam Shomo. Well, it's a little bit of alliteration there, tough for me, but Sam Shomo, the, the head volleyball coach at Western England University now. I almost said college too, so that would have messed it up, but, but I'll get right into it. And why volleyball? What, what kind of struck you there? And, and tell your story. So, yeah, I started playing volleyball pretty young, early high school, and I, I just ran with it. I ended up being recruited to play in college, and I never really thought of coaching as a career until I graduated from college, and I was exploring teaching jobs. I kind of thought I was going to be a teacher and just coach within the district um, after school. And... I started seeing job postings on NCAA and thought, like, I could do this. I should apply. Um, and I just went for it. And from there, I stayed in volleyball. And I love the sport so much because it is so hard. So many things have to go right for you to be successful. And that challenge and that difficulty makes it really addicting. And it's like the one of the ultimate team sports because so many parts of what you're doing and what your team is doing have to go right in order to be successful. So here I am, almost 10 years of coaching, and I still feel that way about it every day. Would you say it's more of a team sport than football? I, I don't – I think it's like comparing apples to oranges. <laughs> okay. Okay, good answer. Good answer. They're both, they both have their merits. Um, volleyball is a place where you can't – hide a weak link. Um, okay. There's only six people on the court. You can't hide a weak link and you can't have one strong link do all the work. So it requires pretty good balance. Okay. I get what you're saying with that. Makes sense. Um, so I, don't you... about football. I don't know if you can hide the weak link in football. I just, I don't know enough about the strategy. Okay. And now you said, so you didn't start playing until high school. What, is there any sports before that growing up being yeah. even younger? Yeah, I um, dabbled in a lot of sports when I was young. I played some basketball, and then I got really into field hockey in middle school, and I distinctly remember running down the field with my field hockey stick, bent over because sticks don't get longer as you get taller. I was pretty tall. Running bent over, and I was like, my back hurts every day. And I was like, why am I playing this sport? I was like, I don't think I'm meant for this. And that was the end. My parents were big on no quitting, so they made me like finish the season. Finish the season, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then the next year I changed my fall sport to volleyball. So you retired instead of quitting. I retired, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Retired my young field hockey career. I gotcha. So it was really just the fact that you were tall that led you to volleyball. <laughs> I think so. It was that and we would play in the backyard, like backyard barbecues and gym class, and I thought it was really fun. Okay. So I figured I would go for it. 
And then are, were you a, an outside hitter, a middle? What, what were your positions? Yeah, um, when I was younger, so early high school, I played middle. And then as everyone else grew in the volleyball world, I stopped growing. So I wasn't the tallest. So they moved me over to outside, and that's where I stayed for college. College, I played three years as an outside hitter and one year as libero. Oh, okay. It was awesome. I learned a lot that year, really changed my game. And libero, I know a little bit about volleyball, not a lot. Libero is usually the one that wears, like, the different colored jersey, too, right? Yes, yes. They wear the different colored jersey, and they stay in the back row, and they're primarily responsible for defense. Okay, so like getting digs in the stat sheet. Yep, getting digs. They don't get to jump and hit. They've got to okay. stay in the back row, um, you know, pass the serves, get a lot of the digs. And everybody else can kind of move and kind of go up and back. Okay. Yep, absolutely. And the Libero's in a different colored jersey because they don't have to substitute in. They don't have to stop the game and be entered in by the officials. Um, they can just run in at any time, run in or out at any time that the ball is dead. Okay, so not like a hockey kind of shift, but like an actual like ball's not in play, they can yeah. rotate in. Ball's not in play, they can pop in and out, and it gives you the freedom to put them in for any player. Okay, is that usually like a, now I'm getting into volleyball strategy because I'm curious, yeah. but is that um, one of those where you like put him in because someone was like a good server or whatever, but like needs to come out when the other team's serving? Or is that me yeah. making something? Or um, they will traditionally, most volleyball strategies, they'll traditionally go in for your middle, which is, um, a taller player who really specializes in blocking, so might not be as strong at the back row play, or their job at the net is so physical, the middle jumps so much that they uh, need to take a couple beats off. So. Oh, I got gotcha. you. They just get tired. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty cool. It's interesting to learn some some volleyball um, strategy there too. Um, so then you get into becoming a head coach and you were a head coach right out of school. Tell me about how fun that was or how much of a learning experience it might've been. Yeah, that was like trial by fire, 100%. And I would absolutely do it again. I knew I was capable because I, I knew my volleyball. And like I said before, I went to college for teaching, for education. So I knew how to teach. I did some student teaching while I was in college. so. And luckily, I had a sense of professionalism, so I could carry myself like I, you know, wasn't necessarily 22 years old. So I had my volleyball down, my teaching down, my professionalism down. I knew the team culture I wanted to have. And looking back on it, I did not know how to get there. <laughs> but so I was really solid in in the volleyball part, and I think what made it work is I was really honest with my team about how old I was. I, I mean, I had to be because in the age of Google, they could just look me up and see my roster picture from the year before. The year before, yeah. As a player. Um, but I, I was honest with them and they were still ready to learn the things I had to teach them. Um, I also came from a stronger program and a stronger conference. So I think they recognized when I would jump in, they kind of recognized that I was a little more capable than them and I had some things that they could learn. Um, so those were the, the pros. I was in my own world, like up a creek when it came to recruiting. I had no idea. Like, as a player, you don't really know anything about recruiting. You know you like 
have someone come and you post an overnight. Right. Right. Um, but I knew I had to go to events and watch people, but that was about it. Um, and I honestly didn't really have a mentor. I didn't really have anyone to teach me about. Oh no, we didn't help so you. I, just, I mean, you were at the time I was a football coach at the same place. We didn't help you yeah. when it came to that. I don't know. I think part of it was, I just like was not in my, you know, my 22 year old self was not into asking for help. Okay out a mentor so if I could go back I would find one but um I eventually figured it out well how'd you figure it out what what would you look for was like the evaluation tool or like the connection tool like what was your process or is it the same I, now yeah I um just started really listening to what other coaches were saying at tournaments and how they like other volleyball coaches at volleyball tournaments like what they would do and what they would say and some of them would talk about some fancy software we didn't have at the time. So I looked up the software and I figured out how to kind of do it on my own, like how to track contacts. Oh, okay. Contacts. Yeah. And um, started researching like things like NCSA and those online databases that prospects can create profiles in. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just opening up my awareness and looking at what was going on. And I knew once, once I could get someone to campus, usually it's a pretty positive experience. Okay. Um, so I figured it out. I got better at it year after year. Yeah. And then turn that program around, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Too. Yeah. My first season there, we were like three and 25 in the win. Oh, God. Column. Yeah. And then uh, my final season there, we were above 500. That's awesome. Is that the only year above 500 they've ever had? Or is there a couple after that? There was one after that. Okay. Did you have the so, ended up having the most wins? Yeah, I still do. <laughs> I have the there you go. yeah the uh, winningest coach. That, hey, that's but, a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of it, but I hope someone will come in and bring the program back to where it was. It's mm -hmm. struggled for the past few years, but I would like to see somebody surpass it. Yeah, of course they're meant to be broken. Any record yeah. you have, that's awesome. Um, that we'll go into. So when you were there too, you actually um, ended up working your way through. When you talk about the professionalism piece, you ended up becoming an SWA uh, senior women's administrator. What goes into that? Because I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. What uh, what kind of goes into getting to that point, and what yeah. did you really do? <laughs> I think that role really varies um, in different. It varies institution to institution. So where I was in my role. I was in charge of some academic progress monitoring. Okay. Um, so working with the academic side of the university to kind of keep tabs on athletes that were maybe struggling and risking their eligibility and then to identify them and to help the coach. Cause we had a lot of part-time coaches there. Right. Um, weren't on campus during school hours or weren't aware of what was happening on the academic side. So I would do a lot of communication with those coaches and those athletes which as like an educator, I really, really loved. And I, I got there um, just by being as involved as I could. I offered to take on SAC before I was the SWA, um, okay. the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. I wanted to be the advisor because that's something I really like. So I was just taking on more and more and getting involved in different parts of the administrative side of athletics. And then I got elevated to senior women. 
Very nice. Well, good for you, and, and congrats on that process. <laughs> well, then, so saying that, though, you, you end up then leaving that place, and now you're the head coach at your alma mater. What's that like? Yes, uh, that was really special. I had a lot of opportunities at my former institution and grew, grew a program. I was about to teach a course. Like, they gave me so many opportunities, and I would not have left if I didn't get a call from Western New England. And I got a call from Mike Schoolin, who's the AD that hired me now as a head coach. He was the AD when I was a player. And I also think I got my first job really based on his recommendation. Oh. Um, so it was such an honor to be, to be called saying, hey, we need a volleyball coach. I want to read your resume. Yeah. So I think it's really special. I love this place. I am a golden bear through and through. It shaped like my career. It shaped my friendships. It shaped me so much um, that I'm just really happy to be back. I tell a lot of my recruits, I joke, on graduation day, I was leaving here, going back to New Jersey where I'm from to, you know, live with my parents and try to find a job there. Graduation day, I was leaving here hysterically crying like probably the hardest I've ever cried in my whole life like I'm never gonna be back ever I'm never gonna see it again and I pull in this driveway every single day <laughs> well there you go then the crying was worth it because that's definitely yeah. what you wanted to do yeah awesome so then how does a, a New Jersey girl get all the way up to Springfield Massachusetts yeah um I played a lot of travel volleyball so we went to in high school we went to big tournaments in the off season was on a very competitive travel team and I was recruited by a couple of schools. I never heard of Western New England college at the time. Mm -hmm. I never heard of it, but we came up on a visit um, and it's a beautiful campus. It had exactly what I was looking for. I majored in psychology and education and the, I really liked the coach and then I did an overnight with the team and I really liked the team and then that was it. Okay, that's a quick process. So what, real quick, that was a little bit of a humble brag, but you're a double major? Yeah. <laughs> okay, how okay. was it managing that? Major. Um, the only time it was really challenging is when I was, my senior year, I was student teaching during volleyball season. So I'd wake up early, go to elementary school, teach at elementary school for the entire day, book it out of there to come to practice or catch the bus, and then, you know, sometimes weeknight away matches we're on the bus till like midnight yeah so I would get back go to sleep as quick as I can and wake up and do it over all over again it was hard but it was worth it I got you, you have a lot more energy too when you're a college student I don't know if you could pull it off now but <laughs> no, I know. if what? I get one now if I get one less hour of sleep than I'm used to I'm like toast all day <laughs> that's what happens when you get old yeah. <laughs> not that I can say anything we're the same age but <laughs> Well, uh, but that's, I mean, that's cool. It makes sense how you can get up there and manage all those things, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll get into, I guess, now what's going on in, in the world with the, the pandemic and, and everybody being home. But what have you been up to since that's happened? I honestly, I struggled first early on in quarantine, really struggled. We shut down school in the blink of an eye, like I think everyone else did, right? Yeah. And it was strange from we were in the swing of spring season at the time in March. So we were practicing and 
Oh, well, wow. Then, like, that's different for, like, we hadn't started yet, so it was a little different. Yeah. That's, that's diff different. Yeah. Like, you're in the middle, like, oh, yeah, sorry, we're done. <laughs> right, and we were working towards, we identified the components we were going to work on in this ring, some team goals, and we got, like, four practices in, and then, like, go home every day. Oh, jeez. So, I was struggling to, like, find my footing, um, but I found it, and then my quarantine hobby, I ended up starting my own business. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. So that, that was a big stretch for me because I have, like I said, like psychology and education. I have no background in business. Right. Not, not very entrepreneurial. So it was a little bit of a stretch, um, but it was worth it. Well, good. Well, talk more about what it is. <laughs> yeah. So for two years previously, this would be my third year. My little passion project on the side, I taught group fitness classes at a private gym. Okay. Um, I found group fitness after college and like fell in love with it. It's working out with a team again. And there's all kinds of group fitness. It's not like jazzercise, like many people picture right away with some leg warmers. There yeah. is jazzercise, but there are hundreds of different formats and it's just the environment you get to work out with a group of people and feed off of their energy and their support. So I moved on to become a certified instructor, but then in quarantine, the gym shut down. So right. I started teaching virtually. And how, first, how is that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but I'm curious. No, it's okay. Um, at first, so my private gym wanted to do it on Facebook live. And that was really weird because if you're familiar with Facebook live, you can't, people it's not like zoom where it's two-way oh like they only they see you but you have no idea who they only see me so i have no idea i can like read their comments but it's just me working out in front of my ipad and yep. recording it so it was a little strange but it really started to gain steam and gain a following so after those initial facebook lives i realized like there was a big need for this and there's like a new niche in fitness and business um and that's like virtual group training so i branched out on my own my business is called stronger with sam okay. and i do i do big groups on via zoom mm -hmm. i do big like open sign up groups like tuesday nights they average about 30 people okay. and then i also do private groups or customized training um, and then i also have programs that uh, people can buy and do on their own, but the most popular thing is Zoom workouts. I think people are really enjoying and figuring out like the benefits of working out at home, but on Zoom, you still get that big group of people and that kind of group energy I'm talking about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, when it comes to like working out in front of a camera, especially the first Facebook ones, I'm sure that's got to have a good level of self-confidence to do that as you're working out. Um, same, same thing, like, as when I started coaching, I was like, my mantra was don't overthink it, like, just go in there and kind of wing it. Like, I would obviously have practice plans and have my workouts planned, but right. Facebook Live, I was like, don't overthink it. I teach this in person, and I think I'm very good at it in person. It's not that different. That's what I would at least tell myself. So I got used to it more and more. And is it better on the, like the Zoom platform so you can like kind of see too, and it's like, oh, hey, like make sure your foot's turned this way or yada, yada, yada. Yes, yeah, Zoom platform is, is great because I can gauge 
if the workout maybe was too hard, my like MO is plan over planning. Like I plan it way too hard and then we dial it back. Dial it back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to, I just get really ambitious. So do you nice do it I based off of like you're struggling or do you watch to see if like they're struggling on the screens? I it's a combo. Okay. Yeah. Um I watch to see if they're struggling and then sometimes I also struggle. But as the instructor you have to talk and do it. So it's a lot of tax. Very oh yeah, that's more like cardiovascular work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you do like say um, if it's like three sets of ten, do you do all thirty or do you kind of do like some of it and then make sure the group's doing the rest? I, I do some of it. So we do a lot of like interval based. So we're not all trying to count and like waiting for people to finish. So like the first 30 seconds, I'll do it. The second 30 second, second 30, I'll watch. And okay. yeah, correct form. But Zoom's my favorite because I like to get in there and cheer people on. Like, <laughs> like go, they, go, go. Yeah. Or, you know, like I'll call them out by name. I'll be like, oh, Matt Kelly, you're crushing it let's go. And they, you know, perk up and that's kind of bringing it back to that team atmosphere that people yeah. are coming for. Okay. So they're looking for you to be their coach is essentially what's happening. Yep. So with the interval training and all these exercises, what's like your go-to move, I guess you'd say, or exercise. Yeah. My Well, I, because of my volleyball background and just my interest and the certifications I pursued, I really specialize in sports performance and like speed and agility. Mm -hmm. So I love to teach different footwork patterns. Okay. Because it's challenging cardiovascularly, but it's also challenging for your brain to figure it out and find that motor control. Interesting. So more of like a, not say a body control, but almost like controlling your feet within like your balance, I guess you'd say. Yep. And being comfortable moving in each direction. Okay. Do you do any, like, uh, we would call it like force management where you can like, like landing correctly kind of thing and like being able to soften the landing instead of like blowing out your knees? <laughs> yeah. I don't specifically plan a workout for that, but we talk about it okay. each time. And then I also make sure I always give some options because there's honestly days where like, I can't jump, I can't go full impact. Like I'm burnt out. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you have a tweaked knee or a shin splint, like, you've got to have some options. So I make sure to provide different choices based on your level of comfortability. Does anytime anybody in the class, like, try to push you, like, I can do it better than you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, last Tuesday, we had, like, a 30-second interval of burpees. Yeah. And one of my regulars was like, let's have a contest. Uh-oh. Who, who won? Shout out, Brie. Okay. Like, let's count. Let's count how many we can do. Let's see who can do the most, me or you. And I was like, oh. Who won? Or do you not want to say? Uh, she won one and two, and then I won three. Okay. How, what was the number? 30 seconds. Uh, my winning number was 14. 14. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head if I could beat that. I don't know. I hate burpees, but. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that that third round where I did 14, I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk during it. I hope it was like the finisher, the ending point there. <laughs> it was almost, yeah, almost to the end. Oh, that's cool. Now, do you pick like the music and stuff for that too? I do. I think that's one of the really fun parts. Each class I teach is a new playlist. Ooh, that, 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 that actually gets me intrigued. I love yeah. like music and like I have like a, an eclectic taste, like, like all this different kind of stuff. So that would yeah, be kind of interesting too. for me to check out. Yeah. But. 
I, I get into Spotify and really go go deep into Spotify. <laughs> and that like works good, like playing through like the Zoom platform and everything. There's no like hiccups with it. No, it's great. Um, same way you share your screen, you can just share audio. So I do that. Okay. And I have a little like microphone so they can hear me better when I'm away from the computer. I gotcha. Okay. And is it like Bluetooth so it connects and yeah. not worry about wires and whatnot? No, the playlists are the best. I always, you know, my favorite genre is 2000s hip hop. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. You know, those good throwbacks. Mm -hmm. So each class is good for two or three of those. Okay. What would be your, if you're making a playlist, and now yeah. this is getting way off topic, but who cares? Yeah. If you're making a playlist, what's like your number one song or artist? Ooh. That's really hard. I've got my genre. I don't know. No. Yeah, like just some good old two thousands, some good old like Buster Rhymes, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay. That, that it, it was not, always, if I'm remembering not, back, it was always also like upbeat, so it gets people like moving yeah. faster. Right, they're all really upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, like I know for me, when like I'm running, I purposely make my playlist where it's like an upbeat song to make it almost interval wise and then mm -hmm. like a slow like country song so I can slow down so I'm yeah. not killing myself calm down yeah. um, that's actually a huge part of instructor training too is they teach you about beats per minute bpm yeah and what each song you know has certain bpms and what beat per minute range goes with what kind of class you're teaching oh interesting yeah. how does that so, work like you're talking about so your country one probably has a lower bpm so right calm down a little and then the other songs you know we play like a higher bpm when we're doing burpees or something you need that motivation yeah oh interesting does anybody ever get into like breakout and like dance moves every once in a while as they're doing stuff because the song oh yeah hits. <laughs> i do too sometimes i tell them it's encouraged good i i feel like a weirdo but i i'll do that like if i'm running and like because I'm, I'm not sprinting i'm just jogging with a, right. with a silent J, what is a silent J jogging or whatever it was from Anchorman, but uh, yeah, um, but like if I, it's a good song that pops on, like I might get a little dance move in here sometimes, and a car drives by, and like what is that idiot? Yeah, doing? <laughs> you sing along, or are you at least lip sync? Yeah. Are you a lip syncer? Uh, a little bit, not too much. I'm more of like a like I feel like I did TikToks before TikTok was a thing. Because I'll like make up moves to like the like I'll be sitting there like at the song like say with like a heart like oh heart and then like, like <laughs> just like doing something stupid like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's, there's a little dancing in my classes, a lot of singing along. A lot of singing along. Okay, do you have to like purposely mute their screens or whatever so you don't have to hear all their singing? Yeah, I keep them on mute. It gets too crazy when there's a lot of people. Yeah, that, that probably, that does make sense. Yeah. Cool, and sorry, we've gotten way off tra task too, and I apologize, but. No, it's okay. Um, and then too, I know we're talking about volleyball. You still play, correct? Yes, I do. I am, again, another reason I love volleyball is it's a, where there are opportunities to play forever. Um, so normal year I play competitive indoor volleyball from like January through May. Mm -hmm. And every year in May, there is the adult national championships. So it's in a different city throughout the country. Yeah. Um, there's different levels. So there's everywhere from pro to something very low, like media players. And it's just really fun that there's an opportunity like that for adults, so 18 and over. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I've, I've played at four of those now, which is oh, wow. awesome. And are you still a outside hitter or libero? What yeah, no, I play outside hitter. Do they lower the net for you because you might not be able to jump as high anymore? Right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so just I was actually going to say, I'm hanging on to outside. I think I got another, like, two seasons of jumping in me. 
and then if I have to, I can still hang with the youngins. Oh, oh, okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I can still hang. And uh, with all of this coaching, I'm a lot smarter on the volleyball uh, court than when I was in my early 20s. So oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. yeah, I have, you know, you gain like some better vision and more knowledge. So I see a lot of open spots more so now than when I was young and I was just trying to hit it as hard as I could every single time. Right. Now, is there yeah. more coaches like on your team? I'm sure that can be like a, almost like a power struggle at some point. Yeah, um, there's one other college coach and then some other that dabble in high school or club volleyball, but we have a really good relationship that it's not a power struggle, it's like more collaborative. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good way to then be it. I just know sometimes it can be like, no, I want you to do this. But. Yeah, right. No, it, it's more collaborative. Like if we're not winning that, we can be like, who has ideas? Like what kind of strategies do we need to change? Do we need to change, you know, the lineup? And it's nice to have more feedback because when you're playing, you don't see the whole game the way you do when you're on the sidelines. Right. So we have different pieces of it and we can put it together. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, because you see it obviously through a different lens. You see it through whatever you can see as a player as opposed to a coach seeing everything. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And then in the summers, I play a lot of beach volleyball. I play a lot of outdoor. I, got you. I feel like that would be more fun. Am I wrong? Correct? Yeah. I love all formats of volleyball equally. Um, but I've come to really love beach. I got into it like two years ago, seriously, competitively. Mm -hmm two years ago and I really loved it because it's really hard. Like it was refreshing after playing volleyball for 15, 20 years to find something that I was not good at. And it was like really humbling. Like this is a whole new sport, moving on sand, jumping in sand, dealing with the wind. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that with the elements, like the wind pushing a different way. Oh, interesting. The wind moves the ball. It's like a whole different game. Did you, have you incorporated that in like serving? Cause I'm assuming with like normal beach volleyball, there's two people. So like you change off who serves. Do you yes. incorporate the wind and like try to wind aid it or put different spin? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I can. It took me a couple of years to figure it out, but now, yeah, you figure out where the wind is going. And if you serve it right, you can get the ball to loft up in the wind and just roll around. That's awesome. So it's like a knuckleball in baseball where it just goes yes. all over the place. That's really cool. That's interesting. Now, now I've tried to play beach volleyball. I am awful, but I can at least know what I'm supposed to do. Maybe right. <laughs> at least it's hard. You gotta. We call it your sand legs. Like you gotta figure out how to move on sand. Get your sand legs the way they say it should be laid. I always just can't control. Like I can set and I can. Well, spiking, I just never come down right. I'll just go vertical more or like lateral, so it'll go yeah. out of bounds instead of going down in, in play. But like the, <laughs> I guess you'd call it the in my knowledge, a bump, right? But like getting in like actual good position for it instead of just like, oh, I hit it and not directing right. it where it should go is my biggest struggle. So. Yeah, it's hard. It took me a whole summer to win a beach volleyball match. Wow. Did you just blame no, your I'm partner? Can you say it was on the other person and that's why? <laughs> nope, because the partner changed here and there around a couple oh, of people okay. and it was still just not happening. <laughs> that, would, I, that would be my first thing to do. It'd be like, oh, it's your fault. I'm kidding. It's your fault. Yeah. yeah, it's... um really interesting dynamic when there's only two people on a team i'm sure it is actually because if you're not like like a, who's the two it's a misty may trainer and carrie walsh that have been like teammates forever and like yes. olympians and whatnot 
I could feel like they would be weird if they were, I think they did for a little bit, but like partnered up with somebody else because they just know how they move together. Yes. Yeah. They won many gold medals together. And then Missy May retired. So Carrie got a new partner. She's had a couple. Same oh. thing. Like trying, trying to find that right fit, both in skill and I guess in team chemistry. Right. Because it might be like her skill set fits with mine or, or vice versa or whatever it may be too. Hmm. Interesting to think about. That's why I coach football and not volleyball. But <laughs> so, um, incredibly mental. You have to be very mentally tough and very resilient to play doubles because there's no subs. Um, if they're serving at you tough and you're messing up, there's no there's no sub. There's nowhere to hide. You're going to have to find your way through it. Oh, that's true too. You can't be like, okay, they'll hit it over. Like I'll move so they hit it over yeah. somebody else's right. side for you now. You can't be like, okay, partner, like you just get the whole court. Yeah. You still it's not possible. Yeah. Oh boy. And, that, that's yeah. Cool. After my experience playing doubles a lot, I started doing it with my team in our gym as part of practice more. Mm -hmm. Mainly for that that mental benefit, figuring out how to work your way through adversity or work your way through a tough couple points. That's good. Yeah. It's good fun. idea. Um, I guess the so I got two things left for you. The first one would be, I know we talked about what you were up for quarantine. Was there any like new show or new Netflix series or anything like that that you got into? I got really, really into a lot of baking shows. Okay. Like, like baking like championship, a, kids okay. baking championship, <laughs> buddy versus Duff. Got really into that, which was fun to watch, but then I wanted to bake things. So I think my household, we ate cake for like three months straight. <laughs> Trying out the different recipes you saw. Right, we couldn't, we just couldn't stop baking. I was so into it, so. Well, that's good. I mean, maybe that improved or just got to show it off a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I'll end you with is uh, kind of the thing I've been doing with this is let the interviewee ask me a question to, to try to answer and hopefully you don't put me on the spot. <laughs> When you're putting me on the spot, I didn't have a question prepared. <laughs> um, what is your favorite part about coaching and then your least favorite part? Let's do least um, first so we end on end on that. My least favorite part um, would be, I guess, now when we haven't been around the, the players um, as much. So I'll take the easy way out with the hardest part. But it's just the, the separation that we don't get to be around them and, and just, like, get their energy and, and use their energy and – help them get to be the best they can be. Um, but the, I think the, the best thing you can label so many different things as it, but it is just being around how awesome our, our kids at least are and their personalities and how smart they are and how the, some of the questions it's like, that's like eight steps in advance. Like, how do you even get to that? It's just like so awesome to have those kind of conversations. It's not always football related. It could be life related. And then one of the things we do is we do some academic check-ins and make them like kind of make sure they're doing their work and learning about some of the stuff that our kids are doing is phenomenal and it's way above my head like I was a sports management major because that right. was easy and it was sports but like some of the stuff they do is just incredible and that's happened obviously a lot more now at the school I'm at but right. that has happened at other places too and like you hear like what they're actually studying and what they're interested in because everybody's different they're going to have some different interests that they like and obviously some similarities and whatnot but it's just cool to get all that experience when talking to them and hearing about what they're doing and the fact that you get to stay like college age the whole time too, even though you're not, you have, you're a professional obviously, but like you're like living vicariously through them sometimes. <laughs> they have such a unique energy 
like a lot of people ask me if I get frustrated working with college kids and I, like you I think it's awesome like they're obviously very energetic and they're very upbeat and they're very optimistic and they just have kind of the whole world ahead of them and I think that's a really valuable energy and they still get that just old enough where they can be moody if they had to pull an overnight for their studying yeah. or whatever if they haven't had coffee so it's kind of a good balance <laughs> yeah yeah or they forget the little things like please wash your knee pads please wash your water bottle like i have to tell them yeah and well especially okay. now too make sure you uh, wash right? it three times especially or something so, yeah Yet they're studying like advanced calculus that is way over my head yeah yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you didn't uh, wash your, you didn't put your jersey on your loop normally, and now it smells like that. That's on you. That's a detail. But yet, you're you can tell me more than advanced cat, like a certain formula, exactly how it works. So that is detailed. Like apply that all the time. <laughs> right. But it's the, it's it's. I think it's the best thing in the world. Obviously, is I wouldn't want to do anything else. But. Well, thanks again for for sitting down with me, and glad to hear the the stuff you're up to. Yes, um, this was so fun. <laughs> Um, and then enjoy your, it looks like you're trying to grow a plant back there on the, the windowsill. It's fake. Oh, it's a fake one? Okay. It's a fake plant, but that's a real tree outside. Yeah, well, I got that part of it. I can see out the window, but I was like, okay. So was that in case like it's wintertime and there's no trees out there, you want to have a plant in the office or is that just a function? You know, just a, a little decorative touch. Interesting. I could say that's not in my office. Um, I, don't I think have my mom say. got it, got it for me, honestly. Oh, oh, oh God. My mom listens to these. So she's going to get ideas. Oh, no. Yeah. You need a little decoration. And then the candle behind me says, thankful. I bought that for myself. Because oh, that's a, a nice message to remind yourself sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah. Our job can be really hard, but it's still a pretty cool job. So thankful to be here. Exactly. Well, again, awesome. And, and thank you very much. And continue to, to crush it with a Stronger with Sam as well. Yes. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Another episode that, that I hope you enjoyed and, and hope had some fun with. Um, I, I'll be remiss if I didn't say that I didn't realize it, but this, this podcast is also on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you listen through, through your Apple kind of products that way too. So make sure you subscribe there. Give a, a rating or a review too, which would be great for me to get, get feedback or, or any comments that way too. Uh, so to continue to listen, tell your friends and, and hope you enjoy it.